Ahoy, motherfuckers. <laughs> you have no idea how much of a joy I get out of saying that every week. Um, welcome to Hindsight. I'm Derek. As always, I'm joined by the best in the business, Brandon. Uh, we are so grateful for each and every one of y'all who are checking out the show, sharing the show, letting folks know about the show. It means more to us than we can actually convey to you. Um, please leave a review for us wherever you listen to your podcast at Leave Five Stars. Um, let your friends know, tag 10 friends in a post and just send it to them. Be like, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Um, just let them know about the happiness that is hindsight. Just keep the movement going. Today... Yeah, today for our Christmas movie month, we are still uh, going through some of the most prolific Christmas movies in movie history. And today's movie is none other than the one, the only, the inimitable Home Alone. Uh, now, before I get started, Brandon, when you first saw Home Alone, uh, how old were you? And uh, did you see it? In, and, and what were your thoughts when you first saw it? I definitely didn't see this in the theater. I was a little ass kid. Um, I saw this probably when I was like five or six, seven. So like 1992, 93, a few years after it came out uh, at home video. My parents had it on VHS and um, I thought it was great. I've probably seen this movie 150 times. Mm -hmm. I haven't watched it in probably 10 years, um, but it used to be one of my favorite movies growing up and I watched it the other night and I fucking loved it. Man, this shit brought back so many great memories. <laughs> I knew all the fucking words. I knew all the fucking words. I knew all the all the catchphrases, all the great one-liners. I knew exactly what was about to happen. Oh, it was so great seeing that little white boy outsmart these idiots. By the way, Kevin McAllister is one of the smartest kids. Most of the time they have like white kids in movies that are stupid as hell. This is literally one of the smartest kids that ever existed every in any medium. This fucking kid outsmarted these two burglars. He went grocery shopping. He knew, like, we'll get into it, but like he, he they were following him. He noticed they're following him. He's not like a dumb kid is like, oh, why is this truck behind me? He's like, no, no, this truck is fucking behind me. I'm gonna go hide. Like he's fucking brilliant. And he has the worst parents. By the way, we'll get into his parents. I know that we'll get into that, but. One parent is much, much worse than the other parent. I always have to make that declaration when I talk about Home Alone because people often say his parents are trash. And that's while that's true, at least one parent tries not to be as trash. The other parent is just God awful. Like, like protective services needs to be there immediately, like the next day for, for that person. So this movie came out in 1990. So when it first came out, I did see it in the movie theater. I was 10 years old. And of course, I completely uh, associated myself with Kevin. Um, also, when I saw when I was 10 years old, I was a 10-year-old black kid growing up with black parents. And so 95% of the stuff he did went right over my head as far as how the fuck. But now that I watch it as an adult, that kid can get choked out. He's smart. Yeah, he's smart. And he took down those criminals. Yeah, but he talks real reckless to his mom. And uh, that As shit didn't should. fly. Nigga, please. As he should. His okay. mama lets his brother-in-law talk shit about him at the dinner table when he didn't even do nothing wrong. The little boy comes downstairs and says, I'm hungry. His, his, his brother-in-law, his mom's brother-in-law, 
Ha ha ha, you ain't getting no food, you jerk. Well, yeah, Frank is a dick. Let's be honest about it. Frank is an absolute asshole. But even before they go downstairs to dinner, like they show the whole family, they show this kid running through the house. Um, and and he runs into his mom's room where she's talking on the phone and packing her bag. And he just jumps on the bed and starts pawing through her clothes, like pawing through her books and all that kind of stuff. And she says, hey, 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 off the bed. And this punk ass little kid says, hang up the phone and make me. Why don't you? Bitch, please. That's right. <laughs> Bitch, That's please. Right. Like, I'm sure my parents took me home after this movie and whooped me just to be safe. And I'm not saying that like it is a good thing to do corporate corporal punishment in this day and age. We all know abusive is not the move, but this is 1990. I'm sure the black parents went home and on the way home from the movie theater, they turned around, looked at their kid and been like, I, I bet you won't. I bet you will not. That kid was a motherfucking devil child. You're I doing that thing again. You're leaving out important details. What's the important detail between him jumping up on the bed and going through her clothes? We find out that Kevin McAllister is eight years old in this film. Okay? Yes. Eight years old. He goes into his mom's room mm-hmm. to ask his mom to help him help him pack his bags. His mama tells him to go pack his own damn suitcase. Is yep. your parent in 1990, telling the eight-year-old to pack his own damn bags for a trip to Paris. Yes. No. Yes. No. My parents were both military. What my parents would do they at the military. age of at the age of eight, they would have me pack my bag, and then they would follow up behind me and look in the bag and be like, "You didn't get this. You didn't get this. You didn't get this." But they'd have me pack my own bag because it's my responsibility. She's like, and if I left ball. things out at that point in time, it would become a teachable moment where it's like, yo, you you know you need pants, right? We're going to be in the snow, fam. You can't just be out there in shorts walking around France. But honestly, the kid goes in there and let's not forget that in the midst of this movie, yes, Kate's, Kate is trying. His dad's a fucking absentee fucking mobster villain dickhole. Um, his dad is not in his life at all. Like his dad is in the house, but his dad just pays the bills. And whenever she says Kevin did this, he's like, the nigga didn't even come back from Paris. He's like, but, um, and I think that's I think he's Frank's brother. I feel like they both got abused growing up, but that's just something I built within myself to help cope with the beginning of this movie where this kid goes in and asks his mom to help him. And she's like, I'm on the phone and he sees that she's on the phone, but he gives her no fucking privacy. He walks right up next to her and just keeps talking. Do you know how annoying it is to have a little kid's voice in your ear while you're trying to talk to somebody else on a landline phone, not a cell phone. A landline phone. And this ain't a quiet kid. Kevin's not a quiet kid at all. Kevin is a blonde-haired moppet of terror who will get right next to your ear and pull that shit from Dumb and Dumber. I bet you he'd be like, right in somebody's ear just to be Kevin. The fucker's annoying. And he's a snitch. He goes in there, he's telling all everybody. And I'm sure that when I was a kid, I'm sure when you were a kid, his shit was hilarious. But when the dad comes out and his mom is like, yeah, he used a glue gun without, without your permission. Your fucking response after she says he used a glue gun without your permission is not, did I burn down the joint? I don't think so. <laughs> like, as a 40-year-old, I'm looking at this, and I'm just like, yo, 
Yo, this fucking kid. He then went on to say, I was making ornaments out of fish hooks. And his dad says, my new fish hooks? And Kevin said, I can't make ornaments out of old ones. You motherfucker. He's right. You fucking asshole. See, I'm the type of parent that would have awarded him for that. Look at your creativity, son. You are making something out of nothing. You're trying to make this tree a better tree by being (laughs) creative and entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurial. That kid is a fucking sociopath. Every other kid in the house hates him. When I first saw this movie, I yes, thought that... Yes, because they are assholes. See, you must be a bully when you was growing up. You no, must I, I was I was, I was, was quite... I was not a bully. I was pretty much the youngest kid out of like eight. And I wasn't buzzed. I was, I was ignored. But I can tell you like this. My brother, for all the all the stuff my brother did to me, and there's a reason why his name is either, depending on the mood, he's either my brother the punk ass or he's fat boy. <laughs> my brother the punk ass would do horrible stuff to me that my mom didn't believe he would do. My cousins did horrible stuff to me. My cousins were petty. They did shit like silent treatments and stuff like that and Indian burns and 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 fighting you while everybody else watched like it was it was a war zone we were young there was like a bunch of us but he has all these siblings i thought he just had a gang of cousins when i watched this movie again this last time that's when i realized he has four siblings and they all fucking hate his guts yeah they probably all there's not a single one who likes him that is saying something when there's about them okay let's take this into consideration look who their parents are yeah, their parents are fucking assholes. And they Buzz, all there Buzz, Kevin. Buzz is a fucking asshole. Buzz is Buzz a fucking is asshole. Kevin the other is one a, told him he's a disease. He is a disease. He didn't even do nothing to him. Then yeah, the but do says, you, look, look, look. If if you were you a were you a, a only child, a younger sibling, or an older sibling? Only child. Okay, so here's how it works with siblings. You don't get that many opportunities to tell your sibling to go fuck themselves in public without you getting in trouble, okay? So if everybody else is yelling at Kevin, guess what? You're a disease. (laughs) Uncle Frank started it? Cool. You're a disease, Kevin. Never liked you. Wish mom swallowed you. Kevin went to his brother, his siblings and said, hey, man, can y'all help me with this suitcase? And they said, tough. (laughs) Too bad. So he asks his parents for help. They say no. He asks his brothers and sisters for help. They say no. But they mad at Kevin for for getting mad at people. Also, also, we just have to assume because they don't go into details, but it's an 80s movie or an early 90s movie. We have to assume that he knew about this trip. And knowing Kevin, his parents probably told him, we can help you pack your bag a long fucking time ago, and he just never fucking did it. Are it's not the night before that, the trip. Are we to assume that when his parents forgot their own child? Look, that that look, shit? no. Let's talk about that. Let's 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 get to that point in a second. Let's circle back to that. I'm to assume that in this house, where they have people carrying the bags out to the car for him in the whole nine yards, he had ample opportunity to have somebody help him pack his bag, but not the night before. Not when it's complete chaos. Not when the rest of the family is there. Not when there's people yelling up and down the stairs about pizza money. Not when all this stuff's going on. There's a cop standing at the bottom of the stairs who actually is a fucking thief, but there's a cop standing at the bottom of the stairs asking everybody, "Is, is your, are your parents here? 
And I'm not packing your bag. You waited till the last minute. Pissed. And the one thing that you want to say is not only not can you pack my bag for me, but also I want to complain because my little cousin pees the bed. That's right. Well, the fuck? I cannot believe you right now. He don't. You want to sleep with somebody who pees in the bed? Did you? Again, you're an only child. Have you not heard all that I have is you by Ghostface Killer? You don't really have a choice. Here's if the you're the youngest, the two youngest sleep by each other. It's called fucking seniority. Here's yeah, Buzz ain't going to sleep next to Fuller. He pees the bed, but guess who will, Kevin? <laughs> Here's the difference. Here's the difference. They're rich. It's probably eight bedrooms in that goddamn house, plus an attic, plus downstairs living room couch and all types of shit. Yeah, dad was either money laundering or selling dope. He don't have to sleep with, with Fuller. That's just rudeness. By the way, the one thing I always forget when I watch this movie is how rich the McAllisters are. Dope dealer. Because that house is super nice. Dope dealer. And the, and the whole family's going to Paris. Super for nice Christmas. for five people. The way that they explained it was that the brother went overseas and left his kids behind. And so he missed the kids. And so he paid for all of them to go overseas to visit him. But in all honesty, the daddy selling dope or he's like the daddy from Ozark and he's money laundering for the mob. There's no way there's a, that big of a fucking house for five people. Also, there's no way that that statue should have been where it was in front of that fucking house. But so Kevin goes into Buzz's room. He's like, Buzz, can you help me pack Buzz? Like, shut the fuck up. You know, I don't like you. You know I don't like you. Also, shout out to Buzz for being in the 90s, fam. The early 90s. The only white kid I know with all black posters on his wall. Ice-T, Isaiah Thomas, Michael Jordan. Mm, right there. I don't like Kevin either. We right there, Buzz. So That's he's like, all fuck. White kids in like, the suburbs. Mm, probably, but they didn't show it in the <laughs> movies. So... <laughs> Like, fuck you, Kevin. We don't like you. And so Kevin goes back out the room and goes down the stairs. Well, no, before he goes back out the room, Buzz and I always, I don't give a fuck what movie this kid is in. His name is fucking Pete. <laughs> His name is talking Pete. talking about Old Man Marley. They introduced Old Man Marley. That was the poor, hey, 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 look, it's Old Man Marley. Like, really? That's why we introduced this guy? Oh, and you're defending those people where they make up a lie about this nice old white man look, that he murdered his kids look, just because he only shovels child. snow for people in the goddamn neighborhood. Look, this only child. Man, look, only man helps all the people in the neighborhood by shoveling their snow when he doesn't have to. And what does he get in return? A fucking brat kid telling, spreading the rumor that he murdered his kids and they ain't catch him. He does with that shovel. I understand being an only child was probably just like a quiet countenance for you. And, and you had, you were getting ferried and bussed to and from football practices and every wish was your command. But when you have a house full of kids, you go outside and play with other kids like that fucker Mitch who lived across the street, you hear rumors and you just assume they're true. And so in the 90s, before the internet, that's how urban legends got passed around. Just so happened the urban legend that was hitting at that point in time was about the old white man who lived next door. I just want to say that old white man could have deaded that any moment by actually fucking talking to his neighbors. He probably did talk to his neighbors, but they probably didn't want to talk to him because he's already vilified. He, he was. He was. Their house had three fucking floors at the very least. 
No, four. And 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 the basement. So five. Five. And and when uh, Marv, no Harry. When Harry is outside, uh, when Harry's at the at the at the house dressed up like a cop because he's casing all the joints trying to find out when people are leaving, shit like that. The pizza man also comes in. Pizza boy also comes in. And he's standing at the bottom of the stairs alongside Harry. And Kevin's dad comes down to pay the pizza man. And when he sees the cop, the first thing he says is, am I under arrest? Again, this nigga's doing something for the mob. Also, no, by the way, Kevin's dad didn't pay for the pizza. Nope. He left and made his wife. Pay made his wife pay for the pizza. Yes. Because he's terrible. Now, at the at, at the time when this movie came out, when I first saw it, I thought the whole automatic lights thing that they had set up was fucking dope. As a kid, I thought that I was like, yo, because in my house, it was always turn the goddamn lights off, um, which is how I am now. I'm still trying to break that habit. But then after that, Kevin goes into the kitchen. Everybody's eating pizza. Kevin spent so much time whining and complaining to everybody else that he missed out on the beginning of the pizza. So he's like, yo. Did y'all order me a cheese pizza? Did anybody think about me? Little poor me? Huh? Huh? Does anybody think about me? Little Kevin, the whiny ass brat who always talks? Huh? Did anybody think about me? This is so slanderous. And Buzz is like, yo, we ate it all, but you can wait for us to throw it back up. Me personally, it would have been like you better pick them goddamn pepperonis off that pizza and have you a cheese you pizza. Mad, shut the fuck up. Th- so this dude cannot eat meat, probably. So he can only eat cheese pizza. It's probably some type of sickness. Mm. They eat his pizza, his pizza on purpose. When they all of them can eat the other pizza, <laughs> they eat his pizza on purpose. You're and telling tell me and, you're, and there are literally him. no adults in the world who like just cheese pizza. So you're telling me that the adults looked at the cheese pizza and were like, fuck Kevin, and just ate his pizza first? No, Buzz ate it first. He said it. And then Buzz goes, oh, if you want your pizza, you're going to have to make me barf. And and you're mad at Kevin for kicking him in the nuts? That's what he deserved. No, no, I'm not mad at Kevin for kicking him in the nuts. I'm mad at everybody. I'm mad at Kevin for thinking that they were going to order him a pizza specifically. And if the kid did have some sort of gastrointestinal issue, they would have said so. They did. They ordered him a pizza specifically. And Buzz said he ate it and laughed at him. No, 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 no. Kevin said, did you order me a pizza specifically? Nobody else said they ordered Kevin a pizza specifically. Kevin just walked his little ass in the front room. Kevin, the littlest one, the livest one. Kevin, who can only eat like two slices before he's fucking full. Kevin asked if they ordered him a whole goddamn pizza. And then when he found out they didn't, he he starts yelling and screaming. No, no, no. He says he ate my pizza on purpose and he knows it. And then Frank says, look what you did. You Wait, wait. Here's why that happens. Because this is all a little bit stacking on top of each other. While Kevin is finding out that they didn't order his non-special ass a fucking pizza because he don't deserve that shit. Eat the fucking pizza we pay for, you son of a biscuit. But while he's complaining about that, Fuller... Fucking takes a huge gulp of Pepsi and just smirks at Kevin. Like, I'm going to piss all down your back tonight, Kevin. 
Ain't shit you can do about it, Kevin. You're going to be smelling like vinegar tomorrow. And so I got the quote right here to prove you wrong. I got the quote right here. This is what Kevin said. Did anybody order me a plain cheese pizza? And Buzz says, yes, we did. But if you want any, somebody's going to have to barf it all up because it's gone. And again, he deserved everything that he got after that. And again, you're an only child. Older siblings are evil fucks. They will yes. lie to you. I agree. Thank you. He's evil. Thank you. But he will lie to him. There was probably a pizza somewhere underneath all that shit. They ordered like 15 pizzas. 12 pizzas. They ordered 12 pizzas. They did. There's no fucking way they got through all 12 of those pizzas. If this no, kid had just calmly looked. One cheese pizza for him. And they if this kid had looked, it was probably under another box. Instead, he goes full on ham and just starts kicking people in the dick and knocking over shit. And sure. so when he knocks over shit, they have to throw all these. They have to mop down all this fucking milk off the counter. Milk is so fucking gross. But they had to mop all this milk off the counter. And in mopping the milk off the counter, they actually throw away a plane ticket. Mm-mm. So they throw away the plane ticket. And Kevin is still fuming. Kevin's uncle can't fucking stand him and calls him a little jerk. Frank calls him, yeah, look what you did, you little jerk. And that's when everybody goes in on him. And so I'm on Kevin's side, by the way. And so I know you are. You're all you're such a good person. And so Kate takes Kevin and she's like, I ain't having this. You can go to bed. His dad's like, yeah, go to bed. And so Kevin's like, man, goes upstairs. Kate walks with him. Kate's like, now get upstairs to the attic. She's like, now get upstairs. He looks at her. Son to the attic. He looks at her. Wait. He looks at her when she says, now get upstairs. He has the unmitigated gall, the temerity to turn to his mom after she says, now get upstairs and says, I am upstairs, dummy. You're missing something. What am I missing? She says, go up to the attic. He says, the third floor. And she says, he says, it's scary up there because he's fucking eight. And she says, don't be silly. Fuller will be up there in a little while. And Kevin says, I don't want to sleep with Fuller. You know about him. He wets the bed. He'll pee all over me. That's You should have thought about that before you did this stuff. Now get upstairs. What? Before he asks for a pizza that he can only eat? Dude. Or before it's he a, asks somebody to help him build his, um, pack his bags. Oh, it is a, so bad. He's such a terrible little kid that he's asking people for help, and he's and he's a little bit annoying because he's eight years old. Oh God! You of all people, you got kids. I have kids. That's why it's not supposed to be annoying. That's what eight year old. Oh no, they don't. Oh no, they don't. Oh no, no, no. I don't know where you got that from. Oh no, no, no. Mm 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 mm. There's a reason why my kids are named Kid Awesome, <laughs> Go Go, and Triple Kenny. Oh no no no! None of my eight year olds were annoying. Oh no! I just don't remember. Oh, I I remember vividly. Getting old, getting no, old. I loved every moment that I spent with my kids. But I spent time with my kids, and his dad didn't. But that still doesn't give him a right. So you're literally justifying the way he talks to his mom. 
No. You're literally justifying the part where she says, just stay up there. I don't want to see you for the rest of the night, which is something your parent told you because my mom told me that too. Don't come downstairs. I don't want to see you for the rest of the night. I don't want to see do. you again for the rest of my whole life. And I don't want to see anybody else either. Like, fuck this kid. No, he said, everybody in the family hates me, is what he said. So that seems like it comes from some pain. He says, everybody in the family hates me. That was his exact words to his mom. And his mom blames him. Well, maybe it's something that you did. Mm. The eight-year-old, really? It's yes. That the eight-year-old Dude, did? dude. Eight-year-old. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that. But at some point, you have to be able to say, honestly, honestly, Brandon, this kid has a fucking mouth and a half on him. Well, yeah, but I know a lot of kids that talk back. That don't mean you get treated I, like Who? 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 Who you, know talk, who you know talk call her call her call her call her mama a, a dummy? Who you know? He didn't call her a dummy for real. He said, I am on I am upstairs, dummy. <laughs> That's actually funny. Dude. Everybody has a story about talking back to their parents. And it getting happens. the results. Yes. So this was his. But it looked like, but here's the difference. If you talk back to your parents because they're at because they're just being parents and you're being an asshole, that's one thing. If you're talking back to your parents because everybody treats you like shit and you just and your parents aren't defending you against okay. everybody else, like so shit, you're you're justifying you his actions because he feels like nobody like nobody's defending him. You're justifying like his, his parents, actions. Wait, you're like justifying his actions as a belief that nobody in this house is standing up for the youngest in the family. Let me tell you a story about my mama really And quick. then let me tell you a story about the baby of the family. Please, my go ahead. My mama takes me, used to take me to, in the country, where my, her family's all from the country. They would take me down there for the summer. I stayed with my family for the country. Mm -hmm. She knew how my, my my mom didn't beat me or anything like that. But she, but her brothers and sisters were super old country religious black folks. And they did uh -huh. stuff. And my, my mama would always say, listen, you can talk to him. You can tell him, make sure he does stuff. But don't you dare do the, that to him like you do to your kids. I don't do that to him, and you ain't going to do that to him. And then when I would be there and something would happen, if they tried to talk to me any type of way, like they talk to their own kids, my mom would be like, listen, you're not about to do that. Like, he's wrong if he's wrong, whatever, but you're not about to talk shit to him like he's a, a grown adult. Like, you teach him what he did wrong, you make him do better, and you punish him however I say you punish him, right? Because I'm his parent. If my mama saw one of her brothers and sisters talk to me like, like fucking um, Kate's brother, I forget his name. Frank. Uh, Frank talks to him, me like that. That shit would not fly. Frank talks to Kevin any type of way, like he's some twenty-five-year-old grown man down the street, and they just sit there and co-sign that shit. And Kevin's looking at him like, "Y'all supposed to be our parents? Y'all letting this man talk to me like that? Like you let Buzz just treat me like shit all the time, and none of you don't ever say anything to him? Because remember." In a real family, right, when that happened, a real parent would have came down there and said, Kevin, you're wrong, and Buzz, you're wrong. They would have said, both of y'all are wrong for what y'all did. All they did was talk about what Kevin did wrong. They didn't say anything to Buzz about him teasing him, bullshitting him, eating his pizza, nothing. They ignored that and just blamed Kevin for everything. So Kevin is probably living his life where everybody treats him like shit. And he's like, y'all don't stand up to me. I don't want y'all here anymore. Fuck it. What, what do y'all do for me? But 
tell me everything I do wrong because he's a little kid. He doesn't know that they're providing for him and all this stuff. Exactly. Thank, I was waiting for you to get to that point. I was but waiting for you to get, get to that point where his mom, his mom, his mom, his mom literally bends over backwards for this kid. And yeah, okay, your mom is a fucking unicorn as far as black parenting goes, as far as parenting goes, period, especially in the 90s. Your mom is an awesome person. Most people's parents would have been like, tough that shit out. Most people's parents would have been like, you know what? I'm not standing up for you because this, that, and the third. You will respect adults, this, that, whatever. Your mom is a saint. What should have happened in that movie didn't happen because you know what? It's the same reason why the kid who hits the kid back gets a technical foul in basketball. Yes. Nobody sees a little elbow to the side that the first kid gives, but they always see the second kid shove that kid into the wall. Yeah, That's Buzz true. was talking. Buzz was getting on his nerves. Yeah, Buzz doing all that. You know when the technical got called? When the fucking milk fell all over the passports and the tickets that probably cost like $6,000. They just print out a new ticket. Even in the This is in the 80s. How the fuck they going to print out a new ticket? So you thinking about post 9-11. No, 11, you just roll up to the airport and say, Here's my ID, print but, out a new ticket. <laughs> and they yeah, ticket. so Kate literally tries to defuse a situation. She says, I hope you don't mean that. You'd feel pretty sad if you woke up tomorrow morning and you didn't have a family. And he's like, No, I wouldn't. And she's like, Then say it again, maybe it'll happen. And he says, I hope I never see any of you jerks again. She was sad because it dawned on her how sad her son is. No, she how was sad her because son her son is a fucking sociopath. And you have to see that. Like, you can be there. I think he's junior. He's not junior. He's not junior. He's not. He's not. Kevin is not junior. <laughs> junior is full of just petty vengeance. <laughs> Kevin only cares about himself. Doesn't see anybody else but himself. Wants everybody to cater only to him. He is a narcissistic sociopath. He's also an eight-year-old who survived on his own for three days when his parents couldn't even remember to check out their own children. Okay, so the next day, let's talk about that. Let's talk. I'm. I'm. I, I said we were gonna. I said we were gonna circle back to that. Let's talk about that. So the power goes out in the neighborhood because the power goes out. The alarm doesn't go off. They probably wanted to wake up at like six o'clock to be ready to get out at eight o'clock. Whatever, whatever. The next day, the uh, van drivers are knocking on the door. Like, yo, is anybody here? Both Kate and her punk-ass husband wake up and they're like, we're late! And they start running. They start running through the house. Everybody's running up and down the stairs and stuff. They tell their daughter, Heather, to get everybody outside and do a head count. Now, while this is going on, there's this punk kid named Mitch from across the street who just randomly walks across the street, starts talking to strangers, just starts talking to the van drivers. Then they show this kid literally inside the van talking to the van driver. Like, he's sitting right up next to him, like asking them questions and shit like where the fuck you come from Mitch shut the whole fuck up sit your happy ass fuck you Mitch so then after he gets done harassing the van driver he starts going through their fucking bags like he's pawing through their bags taking out cameras taking out all this stuff like whoa 
And so when they're all lined up to do a head count and Heather's doing the head count for them, she counts Mitch because he's got his back turning his head down and she thinks he's Kevin. So after they do that, Mitch takes off. He runs back over to the house. Kate comes out and says, did you do a head count? She said, yes, there were what? Six kids, four adults, blah, blah, blah. And a partridge in a pear tree. All right, cool. We're good. Let's go. That's what happened. Kate's fault. Wasn't Kate's fault. It was, was not Kate's, Kate's fault. fault. I thought it was Kate's fault, too. I was like, yo, she left him on purpose. But no, it was Mitch's fault and Heather's in a very small part. You're missing because a very key thing. You're what's the key thing? key thing? She told her to count numbers and make sure there's 11 people. Mm -hmm. That's what she said. Make sure there's 11 people. Mm -hmm. She didn't say... Check the people. She said, make sure there's 11 people. How's that Kate's fault? Uh, it's not. It's Kate's fault for giving bad directions. Hey, make sure Kevin, Buzz, why Peter, the fuck? Rod, why why Fuller, the fuck would she go sure through the entire... Why would she go through the names? For real. Be real. Be real. Stop being this dude for just a second and be real. Why would she go through every... Make sure Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike, Ralph... Dizzy, Bobo, and Charlie are all in. Why the fuck would she do that when they're what rushing? You when you got kids, when you're rushing, you're already behind schedule. Yo, make sure there's 11 people How out here. How about this? How about this? You sent Kevin to the attic for to go to sleep, did you not? Mm hmm. You wake up and you realize the power went out, so your alarm didn't go off, correct? Yeah. If everybody's on the lower two floors and your son's in the goddamn attic with no power, how would he know everybody's rushing? Because he Fuller was up there with him. No, no. No, no. He, Fuller no. was sleeping with him, remember? Fuller was not. See, you're missing it. So when Kevin said, Fuller's going to pee all over me, Kate said, we'll have Fuller sleep somewhere else. Sleep downstairs is what she said to him. So Fuller was not upstairs with him. He was upstairs by himself with no power and no idea to know any of the shit was going on. She forgot about him because she remembered any parent who remembered would have walked upstairs and said, Kevin, wake up. Because obviously he wouldn't be able to hear all this shit. You, He's in the attic. You, 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 know you, right. you know, I know you've never you're been right. a parent because here's what happens. If there's all these people in the house and there's chaos and people are awake and all that kind of stuff, the reason why they're awake is because you literally stand up and scream, we're late. And Everybody, let's go. And how's Kevin supposed to hear that? He's in the attic. You keep saying that. He's in the attic. No, you keep saying how he's supposed to hear that. Like, yes. I don't know. Everybody else heard it. How didn't Kevin? Real because talk. She forgot Kevin was in the attic. Dude, the attic is not that far from the, where they were. Like, what? honestly, be real. Okay. Stop you trying. Into a big, no, you got to go to a big ass house and then go up into the attic. I've been in a big ass house with a big go ass house. Go into attic. a big ass house and then go all the way up to the attic and then be on the other side of the house in the bedroom and say, get up. And everybody else gets up except for one person. No, because they got up and they started running around. We're to assume that they were running around like, everybody get up, everybody get up. But they didn't go up the stairs to the attic and tell the person in the attic to get up. Look, when I was a kid, the way that my mom would make us get up for Saturday morning chores, she would turn on the vacuum cleaner and she would vacuum outside our doors. She would vacuum down the hallway. Exactly. She vacuumed all over the place. She turned on loud ass gospel music that nobody could avoid, on and she floor. would it would be loud as fuck. So you're not you're no, in no, 
No. If you this go, is, well, I'm from no, America, stop, America. stop. Wait, wait. She would never actually come in our room and wake us up. She doesn't have to come in your room. She's on your floor. Do you know? Okay. So, home alone. I, I play video games in the basement, right? Mm-hmm. My parents would call me. I couldn't hear them. Whenever my mom needed me for something, she would open the door in the basement and say, hey, Brandon, because she knows that I cannot hear her through cement. That's not possible. So she opens the door and say, hey, Brandon, so that I can be heard, so I can hear her and come to her. And you know why? Because she remembered I was in the fucking basement. The reason why Kate didn't go open the attic door was because she forgot he was in the goddamn attic. Look, I'm going to say this again. $6,000 flight. You're already running late. You're not going to have everything in mind. Like she was literally harried. She thought she had left shit open. She thought she had left lights on. Like they took off. They were scared shitless. You know, I just feel like I forgot something. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm I'm I used to. I used to blame her a lot for that. But look, also, where the fuck was the dad? I don't blame the dad at all. How Why don't you blame know, the dad? Where the how, fuck was the dad? Part, how are we supposed to know that she told the dad that Kevin was in the attic? Because I'm sure they got in bed talking about it. Or she came back downstairs and said, I put Kevin in the attic. Mm-mm. I don't know. We don't know that. All we we know don't know any of this attic. stuff. This is all just assumed. But we do but, know she didn't but go up we in the But we do know attic. that he had a goddamn voice. Yes, but we do know she, they didn't go in the attic. We know that. They, they did not go up in the attic. So she's upstairs in the attic. Can't hear shit. They rush off. By the way, this is pre-9-11 where you can wake up 45 minutes before your flight and make your flight in time because you just walk to the airport and then walk right on the goddamn plane. You don't have to go through an hour of security. Yeah, um, this movie couldn't down. have been made in 2020 for that one reason, for that one yeah, simple it reason. Exists in that way. So they, they rush to the airport. This part, this is how you know. They're sitting on the plane. She's like, I just have this feeling in there. I forgot something. I got a feeling. What, what could it be? Could it, could it be the garage door? Could I left the water running? Like That's how little she thinks of her kids. Is the water running? Is the garage door open? Look, she oh, had her she it's had coming. her how, second how, how, oldest child. Let me ask you a question then. Let me ask you a question then. She didn't forget. How did she remember that she forgot Kevin if they just did a head count and they're already on the plane and they're sitting in first class and the kids are in the back? So she's Easy. not looking at the kids. Here's here's how here's how she would have known. Honestly, it shouldn't have made it through the ride over there, to be completely honest with you. The fact that it made it through the ride over there and all the way to the flight and all the way through everything is amazing because Kevin doesn't shut the fuck up. Exactly. They forgot about him. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Oh, God. Okay, you. so. Glad you um, came to my side. I'm, you're gonna soon. you're gonna have to burn this cape pretty soon. So, <laughs> so the power went off. Nobody turned off the lights. Lights are on the entire house. Kevin wakes up. He's like, "Hello!" And meanwhile, they're going through. Frank is on the flight while they're showing Kevin going through the house. Like, "Hello!" Frank is on the flight, fucking housing the crystal salt and pepper shakers. Like this motherfucker is a klepto black sheep of the family by far. Um, so he's going through the house. Hello, hello, hello. Is anybody hello? And so he stops doing that. He goes in the buzzer's room, calls out Buzz. I'm in your room going through your stuff. Sees a picture of Buzz's girlfriend's like woof. Sees a gun up on the wall, 
takes the gun down, starts loading up uh, army men and other toys on the uh, hamper, the 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 door to send the clothes, the laundry chute. Had to stop thinking about what that was called because we didn't have one back then. Goes back about 15 paces, loads up with somebody else's gun and fucking bullseyes each and every one of them. That kid is a goat. Kevin's a hell of a shot for somebody who doesn't ever have shot a gun or doesn't have a gun before. Like real future serial killer behavior. I'm also sure that if Kevin had kept going, he would have grown up to be a cop. Mm -mm. Kevin hates cops. Mm, Does he though? Hates cops. We know that in the second movie. So then Kevin's sitting there eating ice cream. I'm eating ice cream. Somebody better stop me. Like literally this kid is just so fucking petty he's so fucking petty so he's watching uh the best movie of all time angels with filthy wings i think it's called and he gets to the part where they're like i'm gonna count to 10 and if you're not out of here i'm gonna pump your ass full of lead and then after he shoots them all up the the dude says keep the change you filthy animal get your ugly yellow yellow no good (laughs) Keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. It's the best line. So So, I need to watch that movie. It's not a real thing. It's It's not not a real movie. Sorry to break your heart. It's it's not a real movie. What they did was they took um, a movie by uh, Cagney and they made their own movie uh, based on that movie. So it's not a real movie. Angels with Filthy Wings isn't a real thing. Um. The movie that Kevin watched on videotapes is not a real movie, but footage specially created. It was called Angels with Filthy Souls, uh, along with other similar era references in the movie. It's a play on Angels with Dirty Faces starring James Cagney. Not a real movie. Not a real thing. Sorry to break your heart. You know I love you. So Kate, who realized at this point in time that they left Kevin behind, gets off the plane, runs off the plane, fucking snatches a woman up off the phone like a savage like just uh mwah, just desperate white womanhood just lifts her up and puts her behind her and tells the person on the phone they're gonna talk to you later and starts trying to call everybody to find out what's going on that was Meanwhile, the realistic part of her her whole act uh, in 1990 i feel like that's what a mom would do yeah, you don't got no cell phone. You only got pay phones. All the pay phones being taken. Hey, man, y'all gonna have to come up off of this. Like, I got an emergency right now. You coming up off this fucking phone call right now. So meanwhile, Kevin goes back in the buzz's room. He sees some sort of baseball cards up on the top shelf. So this motherfucker starts climbing the fucking shelves like a ladder and just breaks the shelves in half. Like all of them just collapse. And the tarantula cage that uh, our tarantula terrarium that Buzz has that uh, he had fed them. He had just fed the tarantula like a pound of mouse gut. So he was all good. But the tarantula gets free. He's walking through the house. <sighs> Kate Kevin, calls the police. Hold on. Kate calls the police from that from that call. Hey, can you go? Can you ring you a ride by by the house? Like we left our kid there. Police transferred. Every I say this every time we do hindsight. Every fucking movie portrays police as either incompetent or corrupt. One or the other. Sometimes both. 
but either corrupt or incompetent. This police, oh, this child services is your, did you beat your son? Is your son in any danger? No, he's home alone. We let, we're in fucking Paris. Oh, let me try to you back to the police. She's like, what? Don't they hang up on me. You. Hey, she goes back to the police. My son is home alone. I'm in Paris. What do you want me to do? Can you send someone by? She goes, you want me just to send someone by to check on him? She's like, yes. I want you to send someone by to check on my fucking child. The fucking cop comes by. He knocks on the door twice. Oh, everything's good, Johnson. Nobody's here. And leaves. The worst. The worst fucking cops. What is this? So then Kevin... Kevin takes a sled and he opens the front door and Kevin puts the sled at the top of the stairs, which in hindsight, this didn't work. It, it, it shouldn't have worked, but Kevin slides the sled down the stairs and out the front door and into the snow, which looked dope as fuck when I was a kid. And he's like, ah! and having a great time. And he looks up from his fun and revelry right into the eyes of his next door neighbor, um, old man Marley. And the old man is just staring at him. Like, he doesn't say hi. He doesn't introduce himself. He doesn't say, yo, I saw your parents leave out of like eight o'clock this morning. Why are you still here? The old man just stares at him. Like with dead ass eyes, just looking like one of the people from fucking um what's that british group life of brian and shit like looking like one of the mining python extra but so kevin yells and runs back into the house old man missed out an opportunity meanwhile harry and marv are still up and down the block robbing people marv comes out from robbing somebody and he's like yo i left the water on <laughs> Yeah, that's the fucked up part. That is the, the most fucked. Up fucked that is one of the most fucked up parts of this entire movie. <laughs> Even Joe Pesci said that that was a sick ass thing to do. <laughs> We're the wet bandits. Come on, yo. When they come back to that same house at the end of the movie, and the whole basement is just full of water, they ruined that entire fucking house, yo. Like the cost for that flooring. And then the cost for everything they messed up in the basement and just, oh my God, as a, as a, as a 40 year old, I'm just like that poor family. Yeah. You might've robbed us, whatever, what the fuck, whatever, water bill for a week. And there's enough water where they just actually, actually knowing what I know about the water company, water company after about three hours of the water just running. They should have gotten an alert and went out and turned your water off. Maybe. It's, I don't know about 1990, though. But, you know, back in the day, like, if you had a water hose that's just going or something like that, they'll come out and turn your water off and be like, yo, you got a leak somewhere. So, oh, yeah. that's something. I just thought about that. But Is that um, when he goes to the grocery store? No, not yet. Oh, that's my favorite part. Oh, no, no. This is the part where he goes to the grocery store. Sorry, go for this, it. This is why Kevin McAllister is the GOAT. This man gets money. He's he's a, he's a kid smart fucking enough to know um, I don't know how to cook, but I can make a TV dinner 
So let me go to the grocery store and buy me some fucking food to feed myself. Walks to the grocery store, goes shopping, gets laundry detergent and fabric softener, by the way, because he figure he's going to figure out how to wash clothes. He's figured I can't wear the same dirty shit every day. I'm going to have to wash my fucking clothes. Goes to the cash register. The lady's smacking her gums looking at her. He buys some candy. and he, Of course, he gets some candy because he's a little fucking kid. Some laundry detergent, some fabric softener, something to drink, and some TV dinners. And, and the, the, um, the toy soldiers. And the toy soldiers. And the, and, the, and the lady's looking at her. She's like, are you here by yourself? And Kevin's like, what do you think, woman? Like, kind of question See, is that? look, look, look. I just want to point out right there, he's talking to her the same way he talks to everybody else. Because he's like, that's a stupid question. In hindsight, it's not a stupid question. But it's, she's like, he's like, it's a stupid question. Of course I'm not here by myself. My parents are in the car. I'm just picking up some stuff because they're trying to teach me how to, you know, go grocery shopping. So she starts asking him, what's your parents' names? What's your phone number? What's your, he's like, I can't tell you that. Why not? Because you're a fucking stranger. That's why not. I'm not telling you my address and my phone number. This kid is fucking brilliant. He's walking home. And Marv, he fucking almost gets hit by Marvin fucking Harry in the mm-hmm. car. He looks at him. He sees the fucking gold tooth in his mouth mm-hmm. and says, you're the fucking fake cop that was in my house a couple days ago. I'm not an idiot. I know you weren't no real cop. You wouldn't be in this damn van. Starts walking away. Marv starts talking to him out the car. I mean, Harry starts talking about the car. He's not paying them no attention. He knows. These are either some creeps or these are some people up to no good. Starts booking it. They start chasing him. Does he run home like a dumb white kid or a dumb kid, period? No, he doesn't run home. He goes to the church and he hides in the manger where they can't see him until they disappear. And then he goes home. Why? Because Kevin McAllister is the goat. Now, out of all the smart, we're going to keep going. But out of the 15, 20 smart things that this kid did, you want me to believe that he's the problem in that house. Him. He's the problem when he is clearly the smartest person in that goddamn house. I guarantee you if Buzz was left alone, I guarantee you if Buzz was left alone, he would have been dead. Harry and Marv would have killed Buzz's ass with the quickness. He'd have been toast. All this shit would have been robbed and Buzz would have been toast. I don't even think Peter, his daddy, would have survived that. Peter would have been toast because he's an idiot. He's worse than Kate. Much worse than Kate. Kevin McAllister, on the other hand, is the goddamn goat. And you need to start giving him his flowers. Couple things. One, Harry and Marv didn't even have fucking guns. They expected all the uh, houses to be empty. There's no way they were going to kill anybody. Second thing, this whole thing is a fucking fever dream. Whole movie's a fever dream of an eight year old. Eight-year-old talking to his parents like that, and everybody disappears when he wishes it, and then he doesn't get in trouble for nothing at the end. The wet bandits are the nightmare part of it. But, you know, then he dreams of the way to conquer his fears like most kids do. Because the shit that he set up, the way he set up that 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 whole scene to make it seem like it was a Christmas party going on was so super fucking elaborate. No, this kid fucking grew up to be Jigsaw. <laughs> That's Why what it is. Why do they know this man intelligence? There's better questions. The other questions are why do they have so many mannequins in their house? That's a because question. the mom's a fashion designer. They showed it in a deleted is that scene. What it is? Yeah, she's a fashion designer. 
They don't say what the fuck his daddy does, but the mom's a fashion designer, so which is why there's so many brilliant. mannequins. This man, this fucking kid, man. Can we talk about the pizza scene? It's one of my favorite scenes in movies. The pizza delivery scene. Yeah, but wait, pizza man. but wait. What? Before you get there, before we get there, I got more. Okay. Like I took notes for this fucking movie. Me too. I just want to point out that Peter. Kevin's dad did something that is so American, just not so American. He goes to France and asks the French inhabitants if any of them speak English. And and I I, I just want to point that out. Like, do you speak English? English, do you speak a bitch? You're in France. Do you speak French? Why'd you come if you can't? Huh? How about that? I don't come to Eng- I don't I don't come to America if I can't speak English. Why are you here? But while that's happening, the people who you said don't like Kevin are literally panicking over Kevin except for Buzz. Cuz they feel guilty. That's guilt. That's guilt. That's the guilt killing them. That guilt is bubbling up inside. God, I was really mean to Kevin. Now he's all home alone. I feel terrible. You know what? Were you that kid? Were you that kid? Did you used to sit in your room and be like, when I'm gone, they're all going to feel really sorry for the way they talk to me. Don't nobody live like that. I wasn't. So then why would you think that they would? They don't feel badly about that. They're worried about their little brother being left at home alone. No, they feel it's like when it's like if something were to happen to somebody. Let's say you got along with somebody well, and then you had a big major fallout with that person. But for the most of your life, you got along with them. You were friends. Then you had a big fallout. And then like a couple weeks after you had that fallout, something terrible happens to them. And you may be thinking to yourself like, God damn, man, the last thing I said to them was really fucked up. And now I might get a chance to talk to them again. Like people legitimately think about that all the time. It's that guilt inside. That's what that was. It was like, God damn, the last time I talked to Kevin, I was calling him a disease and a piece of shit. He may die. Like something may happen to him. And I might not get that back. The last thing that he'll remember is his sister and his uncle and his aunt all calling him a piece of shit. So you have a cousin. I know that. You have a cousin. Which one of y'all are older? Him or you? He's one year older than me. He's one year older than you. Um, did y'all ever have like confrontations or anything like that? Not for real. Just fake wrestling matches. Okay. Did you ever have any cousins that you had confrontations with? Not really, because I'm a nice person. So your fucking life was a fairy tale. Fine. So let no, me tell you how it works. The friends, reason why. Not yeah. Okay. Though. Stop. Here's the reason why my brother is named the punk ass. My brother would have his friends come in the house and eat all the food, and then he'd say that I ate it. And for some reason, my mom believed him. My brother would beat me up all the time. My cousins and my brother would beat me up and just laugh about it. And I had to take because I was the youngest. But you know what? If I got into a fight. If I got into an issue, my brother was right there. Megan, yeah, she might have said something about Kevin, but when it's all said and done, she's worried about her little brother. Now, Buzz, on the other hand, Buzz Buzz is like a a 13-year-old who's listening to black music. They probably think he's on the dope. Motherfucker probably goes to jail when he grows up, for all we know. We don't really know. But Somebody on Twitter said to me, somebody on Twitter said to me, uh, they were talking about the second movie, but in, when I was talking about this movie, and they said, yeah, he's like, his parents are terrible. His father got mad at him in the second movie for spending $900 on the hotel, on the room service bill, 
when you fucking forgot your kid two Christmases in a row. You don't get to complain about him spending nine hundred dollars on a room service bill. We've already established that the dad ain't shit. But Buzz is just like his dad. Buzz is the oldest. Buzz grew up like his dad. So when Megan, who is actually concerned about her brother, says you're not at all worried that something might happen to Kevin, Buzz is like, no, for three reasons. A. For three reasons. A, I'm not that lucky. Two, we use smoke detectors. And D, we live on the most boring street in the whole United States of America. Where nothing even remotely dangerous will ever happen, period. So while they're saying that, that's when the the pizza man fucks up the uh, statue all over again. That poor statue. We'll be back to hindsight after this brief break. Hey, y'all. This is Derek. We want to thank y'all so, so much for listening to our show. Right now, at this very moment, we'd like for you to go ahead and screenshot your phone, your iPad, or wherever else you're listening to this show, and send it to us on Twitter, at Hindsight Reviews. We'll post it up and retweet it to everybody else, and you could be a part of our family. Also, be sure to leave a five-star review and let us know what you think of the show wherever you listen to the podcast at. Thank you so much, and back to the show. This, this is the best. This is the best scene. God, so good. And so the pizza man comes up to the door, says, "Little Nero's Pizza, I got your cheese pizza." Kevin has angels with filthy souls yes. on the VCR, and Kevin, you know what, Brandon, you go ahead, man. I'm gonna I'm find this shit. I know it's on YouTube. I'm gonna find it right now, and he I'm says, just gonna play the whole the, the, fucking part. It's the best. He says. Leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. <laughs> I love that shit. I wish that was a real movie, man. I love old gangster movies. They're so entertaining to me. But this one seemed like, I always thought it was a real movie. I'm surprised you told me that it wasn't a real movie. I'm sorry. I, I thought you knew. Leave I it really on the did. I am so get sorry. Get the hell out of here. And a piece of man is like, all right, man. All right. God, asshole. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, what about the money? And he's like, all right, I found it. What money? Oh, yeah, here we go. This is the best. That poor fucking statue. (laughs) Look how considerate he is. I wouldn't even have picked it up. Kevin's smart enough to tell him to go around the back door. Sir, I have your pizza. Leave it on the doorstep and get the hell out of here. Hell out of here. Hey. Um, well, what about the money? What money? Well, you'd have to pay for your pizza, sir. What a dick. That effect. How much do I owe you? Uh, that'll be eleven eighty, sir. Hey, I'm gonna give you to the count of ten to get your ugly, yellow, no good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. One, two, ten. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh man. Lovely cheese pizza just for me. So the best shit. So I just want I know, I know for some reason you really like this kid. Um, but I just want to point out a few things that really pissed me off about that part. First of all, as a person who puts sound bites into a lot of our podcasts, uh I, I gotta point this out. Kevin's pinpoint accuracy with fast forwarding on a fucking VCR to the parts that he wants the gangster to say is absolute bullshit. He practiced. Nah. Also, the gunshots sound like they're from a first-generation Transformers cartoon. Also, 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 why the fuck did Kevin even do that? He's playing a movie where the guy is talking hella reckless. So, yeah, the pizza man is going to say stuff under his breath because he literally got called something out of his name as soon as he walked up. But, but, Kevin had the money. He paid the guy. That's the end of the transaction. Why the fuck would he, what would possess him to do something like play gunshots in the background so this kid drives off like hella quick in the fucking ice, in snow? Because it's funny. Yeah, you're a sociopath just like he's a fucking sociopath. (laughs) That dude could have really hurt himself. Because it's fucking funny. It wasn't funny. funny. It was unnecessary. And the fact that he had already, he had the money. There was no need to try and like fool him to try and like get him to run away. So you don't have to pay him. You paid him. And then the guy says, you're a cheapskate. Hell yeah. The cost is 1140. You give him 12 bucks. That's a 60 cent tip. You shouldn't have called him a cheapskate. Know who you're talking to. Dude, are you going to cape for him for the rest of your life? You're damn right. Okay, just checking. You're damn right. So he next... can do no wrong to me because he got the worst parents in the world. Does so he I don't though? blame him for anything. Does he though? Because in the very next scene, his mom is offering rings, Rolexes, five hundred dollars, two first class tickets, everything that she has to get back to this kid. You mean doing her job? That's what she's supposed to do. She's his, she's his mama. Talking to you honestly makes me sad right now. Please do her job. Because you were so blind to the fact. You were so blind to this. You were you are literally the same level right now as the folks who cape for somebody, and you're like, you know they ain't shit. You know they ain't no. shit. No, and you still like, continue to cape for them. This is like when when uh dudes brag about taking care of their kids. You know I take care of my kids, right? You mean like you're supposed to? You're supposed to. Like, be a father to your child. That's what you're supposed to do. I'm supposed to give you credit. Yo, she's giving up, like, let's see, two plane tickets to from France to wherever. I guess she landed in Nashville. Milwaukee. She's in Nashville. She landed in Nashville. Mm-hmm. So two tickets from France to Nashville, plus a Rolex that might be fake, but who knows? She said, you can't tell. Plus $500, plus a ring. That had to have been like $2,000 at least. His, his Kevin's life's only worth $2,000? You see? You see what I did there? Yes, I did. And it is so fucking annoying. <laughs> 
It is so bad. Like you literally are just in the box for this kid. And as a parent, I'm just like, yo, I see the sacrifices happening right now. A sacrifice that she caused. She did not. I don't blame. I don't think she's as bad as her husband. But what? Uh, let's be honest. What is she supposed to do? Well, you know. That's what the husband this, does. Why are you saying? This, oh, well, you yes, know, it's terrible. what he did. Yes, and he's extra terrible. But she's not terrible for this. She's. I'm not saying she's bad for this. I'm saying that's what she's supposed to do. She don't get extra credit. She don't get 11 out of 10. She gets. <laughs> She gets a passing score. That's what she's supposed to do. I left my kid at home in another continent. Let me do everything possible to get home. That's like what you're supposed to do. That's the bare minimum. That's not, you don't get extra credit for that. I'm not saying she's bad for that. I'm saying you don't get extra credit for that. Like, yes. So, I've seen, I worked, by the way, I worked at an airline when I was, when I was from, I was 18 years old. So I was 20 years old. I've seen people offer that type of shit for much less than getting back home to see their daddy, they see their son who's in another country by themselves. So that's why I say that's just what you're supposed to do. I've seen people do that just to get home early. Like, I want to get home early to do this. Can I take your flight? Take mine. I got first class. Boom. Like, I've seen that all. I saw that all the time. Ask Devin next time you talk to him. He'll tell you that. It happens all the time. So one thing that annoyed me about this movie when I watched it, yesterday or the day before yesterday you know yesterday it was yesterday the fact that every time he puts on aftershave he screams that's true <laughs> he, he it unless there's cuts and abrasions on his face from shaving the aftershave won't he won't feel shit Mm-mm. so him screaming was he did they ever show him shaving i don't no, remember that no so they he was didn't. just putting aftershave on for no he was just putting aftershave he on saw his daddy do it properly mm-hmm <laughs> His dad probably screamed because his dad's a punk. Um, <laughs> so then he goes to the store. He has a moment with the uh, with the with the clerk, and we find out that he clips fucking coupons. What a fucking brilliant kid! Come oh, on. Okay. All right. Um, I then, see what your issue is. You don't think it's plausible. You don't think he's this smart. No, I think he's a fucking demon child. <laughs> I do. And I, I'm going to have to watch the second one again just to see if he's still this fucking evil. He's a oh, mean-ass oh, little kid. Him again? He's a mean-ass little kid. Good. They left him twice. What do you expect your child to be? If you were a bad parent, a horrible parent, how do you think your kids would turn out? Probably not the way as great as they are right now. But you're a good parent, so you got good kids. You got bad parents. Sometimes it works out that way. Look, again, Kevin is a eight-year-old who's extremely myopic because he's eight, I guess. I'll give you that. But the way he talks to people is not nice. It's not. I agree. The way that he does things is not nice. And it really does just hurt my whole soul. To not only hear him talking like that, but know that this movie was written for kids. So kids probably thought that it was okay to talk <laughs> like that. Well, I think the I think the way the movie was written 
was to show that he was wrong in the beginning and his time being alone made him learn how to not treat people that way. Because by the end of the movie, we'll get to it. You know, he hangs the stockings up and goes and, and lights the Christmas tree and he tries to make everything. He washes everybody's clothes and he tells his mom he's sorry. And it's supposed that he's like, I'm not going to be a Remember before he goes to sleep, he's like, God, please let them come back home. And I won't be a jerk anymore. So the way the movie is shot is to show is, is on your side. It's to show that he was wrong in the beginning and that he's learned from it. So, yeah. So anyways, Kate gets off the plane. She's talking with the flight attendant or with the uh, front counter person at the airline in Nashville or in Milwaukee at this point in time. No, in Nashville. And so she's telling him about everything she's done. And he's like, I, I can't, I, I, I can't do nothing for you. She was like, well, are there flights on another airline? And he actually takes time out to look. And he's like, I no, it's the day before Christmas. Day before Christmas. Yep. I can't do nothing for you. And so she starts talking to him even more. She turns to a full on Karen and she gets rescued by John Candy. John Candy, who's a fucking legend and doesn't get enough accolades is the polka king in this uh, movie. <laughs> the polka man. I didn't even know polka was still a genre. Is it a genre now? Like, if I it go wasn't. on... No, 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 it wasn't. You remember when he was talking about, like, how many people listened to his album? He was like, yeah, last album sold 267 copies. Yeah, 636 in one city alone. They like us a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, polka was not a thing. But... So he's like, yo, we got a van. We're driving um, to Milwaukee. We could drop you off in Chicago so you could see your son. It's not a fucking van. It's a fucking budget rent a truck. <laughs> it looks like a U-Haul. I know it's cold as fuck in that truck uh, because they're sitting in the back. Uh, and, and just wind is just whipping through there. I know she's cold. I know they're all cold. And they're all miserable sitting on there. Plus, they're playing fucking polka music the whole way home. I had a better question, though. So you got a white man in a polka group going to Chicago. What if it was a black man in a rap group who had to rent a truck? Do you think you think Kate would have took that ride home? Was she that desperate to get to Kevin? To quote the uh, Tootsie Roll Pop commercial, the world may never know. <laughs> but she's rich, so I doubt it. They didn't have any black people in this movie at all. No. Like, not a single black person appeared in this movie. No. So, yeah. Um, but I will say, Chicago's pretty fucking segregated. So they're, they're upper, 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 middle class part of Chicago. Probably don't have no black people. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've heard. <laughs> and so Kevin goes home and he's like, I must protect this house. And so at first he goes to the church. He's uh, talking to old man Marley. Because old man Marley goes to the church just to uh, see his 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 granddaughter. His granddaughter's in the choir that's performing, and I love the music they're playing. Um, and so he sits down and he starts talking to Kevin, and he tells Kevin about how he doesn't get to see his granddaughter much because he got into a fight with his son, and so now his son doesn't fuck with him anymore. Which message, bad parents, that shit happens. Um, so Kevin's like, yo, why don't you stop being scared and go talk to your talk to your son? And 
old man Marley's like, well, I'm afraid. And Kevin was like, I used to be afraid to go down to my basement because it was dark and it was loud and the furnace would turn on and would freak me out. But then I went down there one day and I realized it wasn't shit. So I'm not scared. You need to stop being scared and talk to your son, which is probably the wisest thing that Kevin said in the entire goddamn movie. Wise beyond his years. What? This is where Kevin turned. This is where he started becoming a better person. Yeah, he's precocious. So at this point in time, he recognized through talking to his, talking to old man Marley, what's happening with him and his mom and with his parents. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to go home now. Uh, Merry Christmas. And old man Marley's like, Merry Christmas to you. Kevin runs home. He's like, I must protect this house. He pulls out a fucking map that he's drawn up. That's just like a, a torture chamber. And start setting up shit. Marv and uh, Harry have already acknowledged. They they know the timing of all of these clocks on all these other houses. They've broken into other houses. They've ran the water in other houses. Blah, blah, blah. I guess they hit up the other four houses like the night before and should have been done with this shit. But they realize that Kevin's in his house all by himself because they go up to the door and they hear Kevin watching um, angels. Well, Kevin sees here's movement and one of them literally tries to put their foot through the dog door and loses their fucking shoe these two are inept (laughs) so so kevin runs over to the vcr again and somehow rewinds it back to the same fucking point that he used on a pizza guy again and does the same thing all over again except now mar who's really stupid Thinks that there's two guys in there who are robbing the house before they get to rob the house. Oh, uh, but this time he put the firecrackers by the door. So put the firecrackers on. into a pot. Real. Yeah. And so he hears what actually sounds like gunshots. So he takes off running. He goes back and tells Harry, hey, there's a guy named Snake. And Snake just killed another guy <laughs> for all the loot. We got to get out of here. Let's leave this behind. And Harry's about to take off. And he's like, nah, man, we got to wait. Because if they're in this neighborhood and we're in this neighborhood, what if we get caught robbing a house one day and they ask us about a murder? I ain't going down for it. As a matter of fact, we need to know who did it. So then we use them as leverage to get out. Harry's smart. Harry needs a better partner. Yes, very much so. So they stick around just to watch and see. And they see Kevin. And they're like, oh, okay, so that's his fucking house. All right, cool. We're going to come back tonight, and we're taking everything. So while they're getting set up, Kevin's also getting set up in the house. He ices the stairs for the front steps and the back steps. (coughs) (coughs) He puts ornaments on the ground in front of the window that they can access. He opens the window to entice them to come in and then puts the ornaments under. He puts a fucking heating rod on the front doorknob so it turns fever pitch red hot. He puts tar on the stairs in the basement leading up the stairs and then puts nails at the top, on the top step He makes a fucking escape ladder, rope, uh, a a fucking zip line. Yes. Using a bike handle that leads to a tree house. He. God damn it. Blowtorch on the door. He puts a blowtorch on the door. He. 
puts an iron at the top of the laundry chute. Oh, that was the brilliant. And puts the the cord so it falls down the laundry chute. And then he attaches a light and a light switch to the iron so it's hanging down. No, the basement light was already there. He attached the iron cord to the light. Mm-hmm. So, so it's hanging down. Light. So when he pulls the light, the whole iron falls down. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked me once why I had ideas in mind to get revenge on people who haven't even done anything to me yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, just in case. Why the fuck this guy got this whole thing set up already? Like, how'd he plan? No, you can't tell me he planned all this out in one day. Again, he he's grew up Tony to be- Stark. He's Jigsaw. <laughs> so he also puts micro machines on the front floor. So Harry and Marv come over. Oh, and he puts uh he attaches paint paint cans to a string. And hangs them up to make them into like swinging cans of death. These are full paint cans. <laughs> other than, <laughs> other than the ornaments, the micro machines. Other than those two things, everything else is supposed to kill somebody, and the nails. And the nails. That's not going to kill them. Everything else is meant to kill somebody because there's a point where after they try and get up the front stair, after they try and get up the front stairs and the back stairs at the same time, and they slip and fall down the ice, which should have killed them because they did (laughs) backflips. Then one of them grabs the front door, which again is red hot. You can literally see it glowing red. He grabs that his hand should have fucking his skin should have melted off. And just been stuck to the door. The M on the front door is literally burned into his hand. The other guy goes to the back stairs. Hits the ice. Flips. Slides all the way down the stairs. He should have. One of them should have died off the ice alone. Then they get in. One gets in through the window. He steps on the ornaments. Oh no, before that, they stick their head through the doggy door and he shoots them in the, in the He forehead. shoots them in the forehead with BB guns. <laughs> so then they decide to go, they decide to split up. One goes down into the basement because once they slip and go all the way down the stairs, it's open. <sighs> he tries to uh, turn on the light. He pulls the iron, which falls fucking a story. It falls at least 12 feet down. And hits this guy right in the head. Should have killed him. Yes, it should have killed him. That should have killed him. Then, thank you, humor. (laughs) I am, but I still have to be grateful. Thank you, humor. And my father-in-law. And then. No, then they get in. They they get in. He, he's going up the stairs after he gets hit in the head with the iron. He's going up the stairs. The stairs have tar on it. For some reason, he doesn't have his shoes tied. His feet get stuck in the tar. No, no. He took his shoes off because they were stuck in the tar. Yeah. And he took his socks off, and then he, and he steps. Then he steps, steps on, on the nails. And he falls backwards down the steps. All the way down the stairs. <laughs> 
My I don't remember what happened is, to Harry at this point in time. Like once Harry, he he goes to the front door, he gets his head burned with a fucking blowtorch. No, he goes tries to go through the front door first and burns his hand, mm-hmm. and he busts through the back door and it torches him. Mm-hmm. Then he then he runs out in the back and dives his head in the snow to cool off. Mm-hmm. He comes back in and he gets the uh, the door. The, the plastic wrap smashed on his face, and then he blows the feathers in his face. Which is the other thing that wouldn't kill you. There's three things: the yeah, feathers, the feathers. And, and so they, they see each other, and he asks uh, Marv, "What happened to your shoes?" And Marv asks Harry, "Why do you look like a chicken?" <laughs> and so they go in the front room together, and they get to the stairs, because Kevin is literally goading them every step of the way. They should have been down for the count, though, by then. They should have been dead. <laughs> they should have been dead. But they also should have known after they went through all that shit, I don't really want to rob this house. <laughs> yes. I was like, yo, that house had to be special to them. Like, yo, you're calling this your silver tuna and all that. Like, fuck this. I literally just got my head burned. Nobody's called the cops yet. We got a car full of shit. I flooded like four houses now. We can leave. No. This little kid is like, are are you done? Are you thirsty for more? So you give up or you're thirsty for more? And these two grown ass men, have you ever seen a grown man fighting a little kid before? <laughs> no. I've seen I've seen teenagers arguing with babies before. Like literally arguing with a like <laughs> arguing with like a toddler. And the only thing you could think in your head is you're arguing with a fucking toddler. <laughs> How fucking stupid are you? You're what arguing with a toddler. But they meant it. They literally meant it. Like they full on, you ain't gonna talk to me like that. And the toddler goes, yeah, and they're just copying them and they're getting madder and madder. And you're like, you're talking with a fucking toddler. Yeah, but the toddler keeps talking shit. You can't say shit. You can't, can't, can't. Why are you arguing with a toddler? Why are they fighting with a seven-year-old? Why are they fighting with an eight-year-old? So they keep eight-year-old kicking their ass. Look, take the L, take the money, and dip. (laughs) So they go up the stairs. He drops the paint cans on him. (laughs) Harry sees the first paint can and ducks, and it takes Marv the fuck out. This is a (laughs) full-ass can of paint being let go from the top of a high staircase with maximum fucking velocity. It takes him off the stairs. It lifts him off his fucking feet. Again, he should be dead. I gotta watch this again. This is so great. (laughs) But then, Marv, Harry's like, yo, you good? And Marv is like, you ain't about to be. He turns around just in time to catch the second one to the face. And now they're both... Marv Harry's literally lying on Marv, and Kevin starts doing this. Oh no! And his gold tooth fell out. His gold tooth came out, and he asked him, "When did you lose a tooth?" But at this point in time, Kevin starts doing the shit that gets on my nerves, which is this: "Yes, yes, 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 yes." Then he calls the cops. Then he calls the cops. He does the adult voice. I'm getting robbed. (laughs) He He did the voice. He did the voice like Miles Morales did to his father at the end of Spider Man. Good job, officer. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> and then he tries to run up the steps, and Marv dives and catches him. And then Kevin reaches and conveniently 
Conveniently, very conveniently. Right there. He got lucky. He almost got caught there. He got lucky. Just a tarantula on him. Marv freaks validly out. freaks out like he should with a giant hairy spider on your face. <sighs> if he knocks it on Harry, he starts beating Harry with a crowbar. With a crowbar. <laughs> Kevin runs up the stairs, zip lines, which as a kid, this is like the most fun shit of all time. It, it, that was some Goonies type shit. And I just want to say that there's shit that you see when you're a kid and you're like, I wish I could do that. And one of the things before I was deathly afraid of heights because I almost died in a plane crash was zip lining. So yeah, that shit looked fun as fuck. But then Andy you also, but then into a treehouse, but then you also get to see what happens as reality hits because when Marv and Harry. Harry's like, we can do it. Come on, let's go. And he, first of all, Harry's played by fucking Joe Pesci. You got to imagine that this is Joe Pesci from fucking Goodfellas and Casino, who's just like, Robin Banks is easy as fuck. And so he's like, we can do it. Let's go. And he jumps on the rope and he starts to go out there. And, and Mars like, I'm not going out there, Harry. And Harry's like, why are you scared, you chicken? And so Marv goes out there, and you can see immediately that Marv does not like heights. I felt that. They're fucking five stories up. I feel that strongly. They start climbing out there. They get about halfway across. Marv looking scared as fuck each movement of the way. Kevin pops up on the other side looking like fucking Bugs Bunny with hedge clippers. (laughs) And starts talking shit. Kevin talks shit through this whole movie. Harry tells Marv, go back. (laughs) Go back, go back. Go back, go back. Marv starts inching his way back over. Kevin cuts the fucking rope. And somehow he cuts it. Even though they are halfway through and he cuts the rope from his side, they're only halfway through. They swing low enough to hit the bottom of the fucking chimney. And fall into the snow. They should have hit halfway up because they were halfway across. So cutting the rope when they're halfway across, they should have been halfway up and hit halfway up the the wall. That should have happened. But instead, they hit the bottom and then they fall into the snow. If the rope is longer than the house, then they would have been at the bottom because he's going for the treehouse. True, true. So they should not have gotten. They got up fast as shit. Because by the time Kevin climbed down the treehouse and was running across the street, they was they were there. They were like, "We know what he's gonna do. He's just gonna try and run us into another trap." Come on, I got an idea. Which in the Emperor's New Groove, uh, even Kronk is like, "You know what? I have no idea how we got here before you. Logically, it makes no sense." (laughs) They run. They go in the house. Kevin runs through the basement. Comes up the steps. They waiting for him. Then. Harry's talking about being a cannibal, eating his fingers off and shit like a crazy man. Nigga, this motherfucker just put him through hell. I'm like, at this point, you got him hung up on the damn basement. Go rob the house and cut your losses. Run over. Already robbed his house. That's why the house is all wet. No, rob Kevin's house. While he's oh yeah, go back and rob his house. Yes, that's what I would have done. Then old man Marley comes out of nowhere with a big ass shovel. Like, where the fuck were you for the rest of this movie? ECW chair shots him right in the fucking head. What a shovel. What a big ass snow shovel. Were you watching out the window this whole time? Where the fuck were you, old man? How the fuck? What? <laughs> what? Like, seriously. Oh, man, Marley, for real. For real, dog. For real. You've old literally been home this whole movie. He didn't know he was home. You didn't invite him to dinner. Well, he didn't know he was home alone. He did know he was home alone. How do you know? I'm sure he knew. 
There ain't no way a fucking kid is gonna be in church by himself watching a fucking choir. <laughs> you ain't invite him to dinner. You didn't say, hey, you want to hang out with me for the night until your parents get home? You didn't do shit, but let this little kid sit by himself because you and your feelings about your granddaughter. So anyways, he comes up and knocks him upside the head with a with a uh, shovel, tells Kevin, go on home. I'll take care of this like fucking Batman. The cops show up and they're like, thanks for leaving the water on all these houses. Now we know which places you hit. <laughs> and Marv is happy. You see, I told you, Harry. I told you. Kevin goes home. He's had a talk with Santa Claus where he was like, yo, I don't want nothing. I just want my family back. And Santa's like, cool, here's some Tic Tacs. And so Kevin goes home and, and somehow. Look at that growth. Look at that growth. Somehow cleans up the house spotlessly. All the tar that were on the stairs can't get cleaned up because it's fucking Except tar. He didn't, clean, he didn't clean Buzz's room because Buzz is a fucking asshole. Because Buzz's room is ruined. He fucking broke the shelves. <laughs> he broke the terranium. Like there's no way that they could have overlooked that. But he he fucking there's tar all over the stairs that he couldn't clean up. I'm sure he got the nails cleaned up. He had to attach the light back to the fucking light switch. He had to clean up all that glass off the floor. He had to take the 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 paint cans from whatever wood that he had them attached to he had to take them down and take them back to where he got them from all this stuff he cleaned it up spotlessly and his mom comes home he's he's sad at first thinks his mom didn't show up and then he's looking out the window his mom shows up and she's like oh kevin and they hug and then he's like where's everybody else and he they're like she's like they couldn't get a flight and then his dad pops up like we did it and so they're all celebrating in the front and buzz is like they're like, we got to go to the store to get food for Christmas, whatever. Kevin's like, I went to the store and I got this and this. And none of it is actually shit you want to eat on Christmas Day. And this is the, the 90s, so stores are still open because they don't give a fuck about their employees. <laughs> I got macaroni and cheese. No, no, it's the opposite. No, it's the opposite. In the 90s, they used to close. Remember, in the 90s, Black Friday used to be the, the day on Friday. Now Black Friday's like, oh, you know, you can come here 4 p.m. Thanksgiving. Yeah, Fuck. but but they would always be closed on Christmas. In yeah, in they 2000, were- they would be closed on Christmas 2020. They're, they're closed on Christmas no matter what. Back in the day, though, I am quite certain that that store was wide the fuck open <laughs> and somebody was just getting holiday hours because somebody, I, I need, I need, oh my God, I forgot to get a present. Oh my God, I forgot to get food. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, let's go to the store and get something to eat. Kevin's like, I already went to the store. And Buzz's like, you went to the store? Wow. You can't even, what do you say? He can't even wipe his butt. Something. And and he yeah, went to the he, store. He said, and I did laundry. <laughs> and so then, you know, everybody's happy and shit till Buzz goes up to his room, which is expected because it's his fucking room, and sees that this shit is trash, and now Kevin's dead. <laughs> the end. Kevin is literally, Kevin should have got his ass whooped by buzz if by nobody else you know buzz doesn't give a fuck about kevin kevin should have got his ass whooped kevin's at the best time of his life now because everybody cares about him so buzz can't be an asshole anymore because then it looks bad so you like you had like buzz can't get free and find kevin later on when ain't nobody (laughs) around he probably did get whipped buzz 10 out of 10 up 10 out of fucking 10 honestly Six out of ten. No, 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 no. Let me be honest. Let me be real. I'll keep it real. I, I love Home Alone. 
for all the shit that I give it, I love Home Alone. I will give it a. I don't have to give it a number, shit. But I think yeah, it's a great movie. That on here. I was just saying that. Ten out of ten. Love it. I, I think it's a great movie. I just really. And Macaulay Culkin carries an entire film at nine years. He old. does. He that kid is super talented. There's that nobody else who could have done that. Period. Nobody. That's incredible. And nobody else could have done that. Nobody at all. It's just that's the reason why we do hindsight. Like some of the shit that passes a kid does not fly for me when I'm an adult. That was the best kid performance until I saw Jungle Book with that little kid. And I think that little kid was older than Macaulay was at this time. The only thing that I can put up against Macaulay Culkin's performance is possibly the kid from The Life of Pi or Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, yeah, Slumdog Millionaire kid was good. Yeah. But I don't know how old um, that kid was. That's a great question. Oh, so what do we have next, Rashani? Uh, I think uh, the last man, movie is... I think the, I think the last movie of the month is Elf, which Elf. I've never seen before. I've never seen before either. I had someone request to come on the show with us. I told them, you ghosted us one time before. You better not do it this time. Oh, Mike? Yes. Mike says, <laughs> this is, I, he's, I promise. He said, I promise. I promise. I'm so sorry. I go, Mike, if I say this, you're coming on. You better come on. He's like, no, no, no. I, I watch this movie every Christmas with my sister. We love this movie. It's like our favorite movie ever. He wants his sister to make a guest appearance to tell us how much she loves it. I said, that's fine, but you better not stick us up or you never allow on the show ever again. And I'm stomping you next time I see you, is what I said to him. So a few so things I, I want to point out about Home Alone. One, Christopher Columbus. Chris Columbus uh, directed this movie. The intro music to Home Alone is the same exact intro music to Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh. Hmm. Also, Joe Pesci uh, deliberately avoided Macaulay Culkin on set because he wanted Macaulay to fear him. That makes sense. Uh, the line, you guys give up, or are you thirsty for more, was improvised. Brilliant. John Candy improvised every line he did in the entire fucking movie. Of course. He's a legend. Uh, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern thought this movie was going to be a failure, so they hammed up everything and did over-the-top performances on purpose. Good. Made it better. Yep. Uh, writer and producer John Hughes was worried that mothers would never believe a family could forget one of their kids. So John Hughes <laughs> went out of his way to fill in every possible logic hole, and the audience always bought it. People forget their kids all the time. Macaulay Culkin's stunt double was a very short 30-year-old man. What? <laughs> uh, Joe Pesci, when he said, I'm going to bite off your finger, he actually bit Macaulay and left a small scar. Yeah, that's about it. Like I said, this movie is a classic. They have more scenes of the family in Paris, but test audiences want them to get back to Kevin. Kevin killed this scene like he killed the role, but he he was he, I knew he was going to be dope in this because when he was in Uncle Buck, he was dope in Uncle Buck. He was nothing like this in Uncle Buck. He asked questions. He was precocious. Yes. Have you seen Uncle Buck? OK, so there's a scene in Uncle Buck where Kevin or not Kevin, but whatever his name is in Uncle Buck, because it's a John Candy movie. Um, there's a scene where he's asking John Candy some questions. And instead of it being just annoying as shit, 
it's actually adorable as fuck because this kid is just a kid asking questions. Hey, how you doing? Who are you? I'm your Uncle Buck. Do I have an uncle? Unfortunately. Where do you live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent? Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? I don't have one. How come? I don't need one. Where's your wife? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? It's an even longer story. Are you my dad's brother? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? Ask you something. Fuck your dad's brother. You have much more hair in your nose than your dad. Is your sister always this pleasant? No. She's usually in a bad mood in the morning. How old was he in this one? Seven. Seven? Seven, yeah. So, yeah. Brandon, go ahead and do you, uh, let him know, like, anything, yeah. man, anything you want to say Keep about this movie that's time. going to... I love this. Rashani, um, this is the best, like, um, I'm having so much fun watching these movies, and this month has been nothing but fun for me. It hasn't been, all of them have been great movies, but they've all been fun movies. I've laughed at every single one of them. Um, this one, I love so great, so much. I just, this part, so much joy and warmth to me that day when I watched it. It just felt so great to rewatch this. So I'm enjoying this a lot. And we both get, I think this is the first time, well, no, it's not the first time, but Elf is probably the biggest movie that we'll do that neither of us has seen. Yeah, because uh, it's probably the most popular movie that we'll do that neither of us have seen. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to uh, watching Elf. Everybody says it's great. Like everybody says it's. Great. Oh yeah, from what I heard, it's like upper level. But yeah, so, I, and I've had it for years. Like I got it for free. Google Play gave it away for free. I just never watched it. Yeah, I've never seen it either. So I'm excited for that. Um, so we got Elf coming up, and then next month we got rapper movies. So. Yep, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to take out Cool as Ice, and I'm going to put in that DMX movie as the last movie. <laughs> That's for Hold you, on, Jeff. Think, by the way, by the I way, if y'all are listening to, to do us, that on his show. Oh, he wanted to come on our show and do that. He can come on our show. By the way, yeah. if y'all have not listened to Jeff versus the World, please check out that podcast. Yeah. Uh, they are so fucking wonderful. Just everything about that show is just like upper echelon movie reviewing and just other type stuff. But it is amazing. Um, but yeah, for Brandon, I am Rashani. Again, go ahead and leave five stars. Uh, subscribe to us. Let your folks know about us. And I hope that y'all have a great day. We'll holler at y'all later. Peace.
The music for Hindsight is Coffee by Cambo Smith, and it's from the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know my name, and you slip. 